Ronin for me was absolute proof this is a this can be a terrific field to work in, and that this is a great time to do comics. I had a publisher present. I had a publisher give me um, free reign creatively. Um, terrific production values. I was able to work in collaboration with Lynn Varley, the painter, who was able to bring um, unheard of dimension to the color art. And I was able to charge into this form, into this, into this project with 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 this with this art form that's been in suspended animation for so damn long that that most people don't think it, it has a um, that it could possibly be any good. And I was able to play with it. I was able to to uh, twist things around to to bring in um, subjects and themes and and graphic methods from from sources far flung. On top of that, I was able to I was I uh, had been exposed to what was going on in Japan in the comic books and in France. And these these uh, the the work of Mobius in France and the work of um, Gosuke Kojima in in Japan. Um, both of these collided on me at roughly the same time and came right out in Ronin. It was a playground and it was a nightmare and it was, it was a wonderful project to work on. Um, nothing could have taught me more. Nothing could have made me feel better about the form or make me feel more committed about this as the, as the, as my art form than Ronin. I am from beyond. Listen. And all you desire will be yours. Welcome to Spider-Man and the Secret Wars. Prepare for battle. Do you remember this? This is an obscure one, but... On the side of the box, I remember this on my Superman costume, it actually said, Do not attempt to fly. They printed that as a warning because kids were putting it on and going off the roof. So. Welcome to Prattle World. I am your host, the ever-amazing, ever-spectacular Spider-Dan. And in this podcast, I spotlight entertainment's best-kept secrets that a mainstream audience may find boring. And welcome to the very last entry in the epic that is Samurai Month. It's been a long journey down this lonesome, lonesome road with many compatriots who have now left me and joined me in my travels. The long journey that is feudal Japan, the Edo, Tokugawa period that we've looked into throughout all these forms of media, all these films, and today even comics, um, kind of talking about feudal Japan. Uh, But I am here, as always, well, almost always, with Dennis Whittle. Hello, sir. Hello. I think I need. I think I need a, like a better name. Like you have, like Amazing Spider Dan. I think I need a name. Uh, Desperate Dennis. No, absolutely not. Deplorable Dennis. No, absolutely not. Dynamic Dennis. Oh, uh, maybe, maybe. De- destitute Dennis. Yeah, that 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 kind of fits me. I was thinking more superhero-ish. You know, like okay. the Invincible Dennis. Invincible Dennis. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. Incre- the Incredible D. The incorrigible Dennis. How about that? Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I don't know why I come on this for. You just, you know, I don't need to come here to be insulted. Oh, oh yeah, you do. You do. Yeah. You like well, you like the insult. You like the you like the sly insult. You like the sly sly yes. jab jabs. Yeah. Uh, should, uh, we, maybe 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 um, 
your listeners could come up with a with a with a fitting name for me. Yeah, sure. If you want to give Dennis an adjective, just write in. Um, whichever one is fitting, not too insulting. But yeah, yeah, don't can... insult me. I'm a nice guy. Yeah. yeah, let's let's do that. I mean, he's very sensitive. Dennis is very sensitive. And so. I've got too thick. He's got, oh, he's got a tooth thick. Oh no. <laughs> He's all pilled up. He's got a tooth all pilled up. I am. It's really good. <laughs> I, mean, I, I want what you're having. That's what I it's, want. It's very good. It's very nice. <clears throat> anyway. Well, we are here to talk about, again, we're talking comics. So it's been a while, but we're back talking comics. And then the last time was, was Man-Thing. Um, so we're back once again with the renegade master that is Dennis um, to talk Frank Miller's Ronin. So this is... Very much a transitional piece of work between his Daredevil run, which I very much love, and um, The Dark Knight Returns. So it's kind of somewhere in the middle, and you can definitely see the journey that's between the two comics in between. So, yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting book, I'll say that. <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of, lot of things left up to your own interpretation as well, I think, with this. But, Dennis, do you want to try your very best to explain, you know, the plot of Ronin? Ooh, it's about a samurai. Nailed with it. A, with a sword. And this sword is um, feeds on blood. And it starts off um, in Japan. Um, the samurai is with his um, mentor, his, his trainer type thing, and they have a bit of a bit of a chin wagon. Eventually, his his master is is slaughtered at the end of a demon whose name I completely forgot. It's my agu, isn't it? Agat. Agat. Mm. I, was, I was close with agu. Yeah. <laughs> there um, is the the obviously this is heavily inspired. Um, Samurai Jack, yeah, uh, and the the villain. I think the demon's name in that is Aku, so it's it's not far off. So yeah, so yeah. Anyway, so then, so this this happens. He gets um, kind of tasked off the spirit of his of his mentor to kind of use the sword, find the you know demon, and blah de blah de blah. And then it kind of skips centuries and centuries to a kind of dystopian punk neo kind of New York hmm. for some reason. And it's kind of like run by an organization called Aquarius. They're kind of like the, the, the people who make everything. Um, and there's the different tiers. Um, within this New York is as well. the dawning of the age, age of, of Aquarius. Aquarius. Yeah. Anyway, everyone's going to turn off at that point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, so, nobody, nobody will understand that reference anyway. No, no. And there's there's like different levels. You've got like the cybernetic type people. You've got mutants. You've got arms dealers. You've got all these kind of weird. I, I'm definitely. I'm going. I'm going to stick with cyberpunk kind of. Oh yeah. Thing. Oh, it's very. It's very cyber. Yeah. Yeah. I would say. Um, and there's a particular person with no arms and legs. Mm. Um, Billy, is that right? Yes. Yes. Who's having dreams about the the Ronin, um, or Ronin, depending where you're from. Yeah. You're from Yorkshire. Ronin. 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 I'm just running down the road. I'm just running, lad. Um, and eventually, the Ronin kind of possesses, possesses. Yeah, takes over. I don't know. We'll we'll get into that. We'll get into. Yeah. That. Yeah. He kind of um the Ronin. Apparently, the Ronin's magic. Uh, or the magic of the sword um, kind of makes turns Billy 
into the Ronin. Uh, yeah. gives gives him cybernetic arms and legs. Um and yeah, kind of the whole the whole uh, of Aquarius kind of explodes. Yes. And <laughs> I kind of at that point, um I lose the plot a little bit. Yes. I'm a I'm a bit I got to the point, I think I, I said this to you earlier, when I was I thought I'd I'd missed pages hmm. because it kind of changed so much. I thought I'd missed something, so I went back and I hadn't. Um, so there's, there's, there's lots of characters that kind of pop up and disappear and pop up and disappear. There's a, a very strong female character. And there's a little twist that's not really a twist. That is kind yeah. of a bit of a... And then it just ends. To be fair, I think you've got the gist of it there. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really want to... Because we're going to talk about it. I don't want to go yeah. into details about certain things. But like I, I, I finished it today. I finished it this morning. And I, I read it over two sessions. It's four books originally, wasn't it? It was four... I find the first two books quite interesting. The last two books, I have no idea. Yeah, it's it's a hard one to. You've done a great job in trying to sum it up, Dennis. I think you've done a stellar job. But yeah, it's a, it's it's a hard one to kind of quantify and kind of and kind of say what it is specifically. Like like if we talk about Frank Miller's work, obviously for the people who don't know, Frank Miller was very influential in the kind of modern day kind of interpretations of comics, taking it, taking the characters and taking them on these strange and and weird interpretations like uh, Daredevil was quite a noir book yet had a lot of Japanese influence as well the main influences on these books are kind of the Mobius stuff that was being done uh, Mobius the artist was working on in France with the the Inkle and the Meta Barons and those kind of stories um, but then like Lone Wolf and Cub like yeah. by Kozuike, who uh, I talked about in Lady Snowblood, uh, that work is very influential to to this as well, and you can see that kind of come through. Yeah, I, I also got kind of like Akira and um, Fist of the North Star kind of vibes from it as well. Kind of mm. the way the city looks and the way um, you, you know it's very mangerish without being mangerish if that makes sense yeah well i mean it? it's i think the japanese influence is there um obviously as well another major influence to this book as well was the heavy metal magazine and the kind of stories they were telling in there and the kind of the opportunity to go a bit darker a bit more adult and that's what frank miller's always kind of glommed onto is like i want to take these characters to a dark and gritty you know place you know within the universe or outside the universe uh, and talk about you know certain topics uh, that he wants to talk about, um, and th- I think he does cover a lot of kind of topics in this. But I'm not sure if he's really saying anything about them necessarily. I don't think so. I think he he mentions you know he touches on at least twenty, hmm. you know, fifteen twenty different topics, but never really says anything about them. Never really gives an opinion. Never really kind of guides a character to a certain point you'd expect them to go. Yeah, like there's, a, there's early on, um, there's a character called Casey who becomes basically kind of the lead character towards the end of the book. And there, there's a mention quite early on that she's a diversity hire, effectively, uh, because she's head of security at Aquarius. She is a black woman, uh, which is unusual. And they kind of comment on how unusual it is kind of by saying it's a diversity hire um, while introducing these Japanese businessmen around kind of Aquarius because there's Aquarius is basically this almost living 
kind of computer system. Um, you know, it's almost a living entity, but purely kind of almost like nano machines. It become it's slowly kind of all the way through the story, encompassing New York and like just becoming more and more powerful, which plays into the to the story as well uh, later on when we get towards the end. Um, but I definitely got a lot of kind of Matrix vibes as well, a lot yeah. of yeah, cy- cyberpunky yeah. kind yeah. of cyberpunky vibes. But I also kind of got a kind of Italian post-apocalyptic kind of New York style thing as well. You see, I, I I have a problem with it being set in New York. I don't understand why New York. Why not Tokyo? It's, you yeah. know, Tokyo at that time would have been a great city. It very much lends itself to the kind of, kind of like um, cyberpunk. And it's a story about samurai. So I, I kind of struggle with that a little bit. And the fact is none of the, none of the, the iconic buildings are really in it either for New York. No, because they're kind of covered with this yeah. lobby green, like we said, this bio. So it, it, it could have literally been any city. Yeah. You don't really, apart from the name drops and the odd street drop in it, you don't, it could, could have been anywhere. I don't know, I'm a being picky. I'd, I'd have said in Tokyo. Yeah, I think I think that would probably have been a better idea. Um, considering and I mean you could have had all the characters be be Japanese. I don't think yeah, it, it yeah. adds or takes away from no, I agree. the things they're trying to say. Um, well, the things he's attempting to say, but not really saying as well. It's yeah, it's 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 a confusing thing because he again he never like says, you know, racism is bad or misogyny is bad but he kind of yeah. brings them up like the character gets called very the you know the ronin gets called very many kind of racist you know stereotypically racist things he's called um you know i just yeah it, it, it but it never it never puts a fine point on it going and a very kind of frank miller trope is kind of like corporations as well mm. so you know he's got the he's you know that night returns um You've got LCP and stuff like in uh, Robocop Terminator. So he doesn't yeah. obviously he's the background of him not being being just paid for hire. You know he, he created characters that he had no, no you know money from. So he has I think he has this kind of dislike for big corporations and mm-hmm. and he does put that in a lot of his books. In this one, I think he he it's almost like a token gesture. I think he just puts it in because he thinks screw it, I stick him in. Yeah, I stick they're, a bit. They're evil. Yeah, and there's there's no need for it, and, and that's what confused me on on the last book. I got it was all kind of like talking about nothing. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of scenes in this book where it's just two people chatting away, and they're not really saying anything. No, not, no, it's not adding to the plot. It's not adding to the story. It's just two dickheads talking. Um, you know, I, I don't don't get me wrong. I didn't dislike it, but I didn't like it. I think there's lots of really good ideas. I think there's, there is, a, I think, I think there's lots of stories in within there. There's two or three kind of like little rivers that go off, which could have been really good stories. But I don't. It's so mixed up with all these ideas. He's like, he's like, he, he if he throws enough shit at it, some it will stick. And unfortunately, nothing did. It's like it's like he's got all the all these great ingredients. Yes, but, but and he's thrown them all in. But it just doesn't come together in a, you know, a delicious meal. It's not a good bake. No, exactly. Um, and I, I like all the influences. I love the kind of Mobius style, um, kind of sci-fi esque yeah. stuff. I like the the you know manga Japanese influence. I love all that. I love some of the some of the ideas, like you said. But like you said, they're kind of half baked. 
um, kind of ideas and things. And, you know, we, Frank Miller is a very divisive person, like politically, um, you know, his work, you know, the way he depicts certain characters, like, for example, like turning Catwoman into a prostitute. A lot of people have an issue with that, um, which is, I kind of think, kind of fair enough a little bit like she didn't necessarily have to be a prostitute because he has this he very much has this madonna or whore thing it's like they're one of the that's it yeah. the women have to be one or the other and that's it but they can't be both or anything else um and you very much see that in a lot of his a lot of his work um and you know the script have you seen the scripting for all-star superman like the opening few pages or it's just yeah. Vicky Vale in her underwear for no particular reason. Yeah. And the, and the way he the way he writes it is like, yeah, make them make them beg for it, make them drool, Jim. You know they'll love this and mm-hmm. make do a nice shot of her ass and things like that. Which I was like, ooh, you know. And you talked about her holy terror on one of our podcasts as well, yeah. and the Islamophobia and stuff that that seems to crop up in his books a lot. And he he does tend to do. I think I think now more than ever, his work is is crap at best. Yeah, you know, I think his artwork's poor. I think his choice of story is poor. Um, and if you look at his his career going forward, for every kind of Daredevil and Dark Knight, there's a Holy Terror. Hmm. You know, there's there's all this. There's something that pops up. And I I kind of fell out with him a while ago because anyway, he just doesn't get Superman. You know, I love Superman. Hmm. He doesn't understand that. He doesn't. He just sees him as a corporate again, the corporate thing. Hmm. Well, that, he's, he's always he's always painted Superman in that light. Even in yeah. Dark Knight Returns, it's yeah, always yeah. been. It's much like Frank Miller is very influential. You can't come away. No, from no, that. no, you can't, definitely. You can't, you can't talk modern comics without talking about Frank Miller and appreciating. And movies, you know, look at like the the Ben Affleck and stuff line. But you know, it's 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 all Dark Knight Returns. I for me, the book. Go back to the book. I I wanted to have more Japan. I wanted to have the more kind of origin of the guy i wanted him to kind of wandering because he kind of sets it up that he's going to wander the earth hmm. and get and, and, and train and get better i would like to have seen more of that um and how he how he becomes you know almost like kung fu walking around the earth you know doing good walking the earth and you hmm. know helping people and it, you know they do say he's, he's going to go and train and, and become of this running and that never you never see that no it, they cut they cut almost straight away to like years later don't they yeah I'd have much preferred to have seen more of that. Because it's one of the dreams. It's one of the dreams of yeah. the Billy in the future. I, again, I love that stuff. I think, I will say this, the artwork I think is fantastic. I really... I don't like the colour palette. I think the initial colour palette is fine, the kind of orangey kind of colours. But yeah, yeah. When, it, when it goes into the kind of um, the future and there's a lot of the greens and greys and... Um, I think the detail gets lost in the colour palette. I think when, he, when he's doing... Um, Japan, I think it's beautiful. I think it's really, really nice. I think when it goes into the future, I think the color palette you can see, you can definitely see Dark Knight Returns in there. Oh, yeah. Um, with the color palette of it. And I think some of the splash pages detail gets lost because of the color. Yeah, I, I would, I would probably agree with that. I, I think, I think you can see the influence of Lynn Varley as well on his work because it's like you can definitely see like. The first few pages of Ronin is very much his Daredevil. Like you can see it, like the latter few issues of Daredevil and going into Ronin, you can see that transition quite quite clearly. And I think by the end of this, you can kind of see him working towards the Dark Knight. And then even Sin City, like there's so much good Frank Miller stuff out there. Mm. And, I th- and I think there's a reason why this one isn't talked about as much. It's because it's kind of all over the place. I think... Yeah. 
I think it's one of those those kind of coffee table books that happen to be a comic that you know in the eighties and nineties, like you'd have um, Marvels there or Kingdom Come things like that that were just that are gorgeous. You probably wouldn't particularly read it at the time being on a coffee table, but it was kind of just nice to look at. It was like visually pleasing, and I think that's kind of what this is. There's a like I said, there's a lot of great ideas, a lot of of interesting stuff, but it's none of it is ever kind of gone. This is this is it. I think that's the reason. Like when I think of his work, like I, I love his noir work. I think all of his noir stuff or his superhero themed noir stuff, like Batman Daredevil, Sin City, you know, some of his like I, I like his Robocop Robocop versus Terminator. Yeah, it's brilliant. I think is amazing. I covered yeah. that on the podcast as well. I I, I I and like you said, there's there's every so often there's like, oh that one was good. Oh, that one was good. That was all right. You know, there's though one or two gems. Um but yeah, I I don't think we ever saw him go to these length of, of kind of mixing the genres, and I don't think he's gone like high concept sci-fi because because again for me like sci-fi has to tell me something or has to get something across, you know, with it using the the structure of a sci-fi story. Like, what are you actually trying to tell me? What's what story are you trying to tell? You know, what what can I learn? What's the moral of this story? And this one just doesn't have that uh like you said the ending is kind of just like whatever you want it's whatever yeah. you want it to be yeah if, you know your take on it is going to be different from my take on it it's going to be different from and again that's maybe the beauty of the book is that a lot of it is up to your interpretation like you know is it is it a dream is it imaginary is it real did it happen is it magic is it is it sci-fi technology yeah there's a lot of this that could be just be you know Oh well, I believe this happened. This happened. This happened. You know, it's really kind of down to you, and I think it depends on what you're willing to kind of take from it. Like what you, I don't, I don't think it's kind of almost like what you put in, but you can you can pull things from it and go, you know what, I like that, I like that, I like that. But I think as a whole, like we said, as a whole, I don't think the book works. Um, I think the story is quite weak. Story is weak. There isn't a story, really, is there? No, I think it's like you said. I think it starts off strong. I love the samurai aspect. I love the the Ronin, the curse, the demon. I love all this, and I'm like, yeah, like give me more of that. I, I really thought that the, the sword would play more of a role in it as well because I mean, it's such a big deal about it mm. and about you know it, the powers from de- you know blood of the innocent kind of thing. And there's that really scene where the the, the, the fire talks to and he's he's there with a lady and and a baby, mm. and he and she goes, you're not gonna you know. It's, it's not big enough and you're not innocent yeah so the, so the, the the sword needs innocent blood to work yeah, on, on the yeah. demon so he's saved this woman and a baby and and she thinks he's going to sacrifice the baby because that's an innocent yeah. um and he says you're not innocent and that baby isn't big enough but i know what i'm gonna do and he stabs himself uh, performs seppuku while a gat is behind him skewering himself and the gat uh and then ending the curse apart apart from a gap puts one more curse on him uh before and yeah this pretty much at the start of this story they they sack off the sword almost straight away they go yeah i don't understand that because it makes such a big deal because they they have a close-up of the of the blood on the you know going into the sword and the kind of his his mentor is uh i don't know what you call them um sensei sensei, yeah um explains about the power of the sword and this is what can do and then it's like yeah Screw it! I'm not using the sword anymore. Because they 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 basically say in the future they found the sword, and then 
They hit it with a laser for some reason. Science, super sci-fi future. science. It's the future. But- I mean, when I when I find an antique, the first thing I think is, you know what? I need to shoot a laser at that. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you know. I think. I think it's best way forward. I mean, I think I mean they do it on antiques roadshow. So all the time, constantly. All the time. Yeah. Like we need to do the laser test. Oh no, we yeah. just we destroyed that. This that is this is Henry the eighth. Henry the eighth spoon. Let me get the laser. Pew pew. Um, yeah, and then that destroy that kills everybody. It doesn't just like it's it's not like the sword is still there or it's it's indestructible or anything. It kills everybody nearby and destroys the sword and supposedly releases Ronin, the spirit of the Ronin, and Agat, the demon, from the sword. But who's to say? Who's to say? But yeah, I, I just yeah, like you said, they set a lot of that up. It's a magic sword. It does this. It does that. It does this. And then yeah, just see you later. We're doing something else. Now, I think another thing I had an issue with was I wanted to kind of see how the Ronin would kind of interact, like his the way he was brought up, the way you know he was trained, his world, his era. Like I wanted to see that culture clash um with the kind of modern, like everyone's like out for themselves and everyone's like, you know, horrible, either horrible sewer people, <laughs> horrible corporate bastards, or like, or like just horrible gangs there's like there's not really many innocents in this no, and I, I think there's no innocence in this story no this and story. that again plays into the, the sword you need the blood of the innocent there's nobody really innocent in the in this book so why not use a sword more i, I don't I, I didn't get that but it's also you get to like a character in it and then all of a sudden he's a shit or she's a shit and you think yeah. oh thanks next yeah yeah it's it's yeah. There's and there's a lot of changing of focus and yes, and like power and ability and yeah. It's, it's and, that, a- and and that's where that's why I was saying when, when I thought I'd miss pages out. Mm. I honestly thought at one point that I'd I'd, I'd kind of gone too quick and not read yeah. something. Yeah, because I thought, what where's this come from? Mm. Yeah, it's it just come again. A lot of these ideas come and go quite quickly. Like. Um, like Virgo is the is the computer, the living computer, who is looking care, taking care of Billy. Now Billy, Billy, like we said, is has some um, psychic ability, telepathic, telekinetic ability, and he is able to kind of use these artificial limbs. And that's what and what happens when the Ronin kind of takes over his body is that they use those artificial limbs to to give him the body of you know and he starts transforming directly into that ronin from the story you know from that ancient japan story and yeah and i i find that a little bit troubling as well because it's kind of like race bending it's kind of like well it's it's two things it's kind of ableist because he's like well billy can't do all these things unless he has arms or legs he's not you know he's not worth anything um and then it also is like well you're turning him into a Japanese guy when he was a white guy. So, I'd, uh, yeah, I'd, like, I'd, I don't know why maybe Billy couldn't have just been Japanese. This was himself. the 80s. Yeah, true. I understand. I, like, I, think, I, I, I get I, it. I, you know, I also think kind of judging it on, like, today's standards, well, it would, that, they wouldn't do that today. No, would, abs- no they, of course not. Billy, but, would have been, Billy would have been a Japanese computer or yeah. something, or, or yeah. that would have been in. Maybe <sighs> not, maybe not given how Frank Miller is today. Yeah, yeah. It's they make they make a big deal about that as well about him you know embodying this amazing samurai and then he's shit. 
He's constantly beat up. He doesn't really understand anything. No. You know, and, it, and what are these like funny square things on his arms and legs? Like these little plates when he's naked. He spends most of the book in a loincloth, doesn't he? They kind of represent kind of samurai armor, kind of uh, similar, okay. similar kind of those kind of plates and stuff. And obviously those arms are artificial anyway. I thought he just took them off if he's having a snack or something so he can just put them on. No, I think I think initially it starts off like that, but as as the story goes on, he just they kind of half forget about the artificial yes, limbs. They yeah. kind of he's just like he's just like a, a regular samurai. He has a horse now for some reason. Kind of just yeah. And when I say he has a pole, he, it's like he, he was a nappy through most of it, um, and that changes loads as well. One minute it's like underwear, then it's like a a, um, a sumo kind of nappy type thing, mm. and it's back to being a posing pouch. Yeah, it's. It's it's not consistent, but I kind of I kind of wish they'd kind of shown it a bit more. Like if if something on his costume is changing or his outfit is changing, why is it changing? For what reason is it changing? Yeah, yeah. Is is he making it change? Is it something else? Is he you know what does he does he look at his hands and go what's why are they doing this? What is going on? Um, but it they even he even kind of like breaks the fourth wall a bit and it, with the horse. She says, um, "Oh, you've got a horse now." I'm not going to ask why. And as yeah. a reader, you're going, eh? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to ask why either. It's just, it's, you just got to accept that he's now got a horse. And I think maybe, maybe that's our problem with the book is that we're, we're, instead of like just trying to get into it, we're, we're questioning everything. But, but then again, if there's no kind of grounding, I, I don't know, I don't know if maybe it would have been a better story without dialogue because a lot of the dialogue is just, pants and atrocious just it's just nothing there's just nothing to it it's just it's just like oh i'm cleaning up this this you know this explosion oh yeah oh it's it's hard working here isn't it yeah it's not so great and they don't pay very well yeah look at me i'm ugly you know yeah it's kind of thing and there's a lot of it's a lot there's a lot of kind of just that and then and then there's a lot of the issues just explaining the situation over and over again like he did this, and the Ronin came, and the Ronin does this, and he has this, and he has these abilities, and he does all It's almost like things. they have to explain the plot to every single character. Yeah, almost, yeah. For, like, no reason at all. Like, there, like I said, there are some really good, you know, the, the four-armed rodent. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. With, that, that first that first issue with all the fights here, yeah. with a gat and with the rodent, um, amazing, look great, gorgeous, beautiful. Um, and how many times do people get the limbs cut off, mate? Oh yeah, it's all it's all limb it's limb city here. So. I think I think Frank Miller doesn't like arms because he doesn't like reach arounds. <laughs> he hates them. He hates he them. hates reach arounds. So that's what he does. He cuts people's hands off because he says, "This is why I'm doing it." So you can't do a reach around. <laughs> why does Why doesn't he like reach arounds? I don't know. Ask him. <laughs> ask him a thought bubble. Yeah, do it. Let's just just ask him and just Mr. say, Mister Miller, why don't you like reach arounds? Mr. Miller, why why have you gone really shit? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when you used to be quite good? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Miller, why what what were you thinking when you drew Wonder Woman like that? <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, don't, I don't even remind me of re- about reading Dark Knight Strikes again. I don't I don't yeah. even I don't even want to think about that book. That was one of the one of the earliest <sighs> examples of me going this is a shit comic. <laughs> yeah. Pure shit, and I thought I thought initially it was me going. Well, I don't really know the DC universe very well, and then by the end of the book, I went, "No, nah, it's just pants. This is just absolute pants." If you think that shit, you should read um, Neil Adams' um, Batman versus Razor Girl. What? What? It's ridiculous. What, what do you think? What do you think it is? Do you think? Do you think like 
the older artists get, you know, writers and artists, do you think they, uh, or filmmakers, do you think they lose touch with like the modern day or they just go, I'm, I'm just like, ah, I'm like sell it. Yeah, I think a lot of it is that my name will sell it. I think you stick Frank Miller's name in a book, people are going to buy it, whether they like it or not. Mm. You stick Neil Adams' name in a book, people are going to, oh, well, I bought Batman versus Razor Girl because Neil Adams drew it. Yeah. Um, he's never been a very good writer, mm. but even his art was shy in it. Yeah. Um, but I also, th- I, I think with Frank Miller, I think he lives on past glories as well. Um, mm. I think everyone's waiting for that next Dark Knight Returns, that next um, Daredevil, mm. the, the Sin City book, um, Terminator, Robocop. I think, I think everyone's thinking the next one will be that. Yeah. But it isn't. And I also yeah. think that the publishers let them have kind of like do what they want because they know the book will sell. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, this, this, you know, this isn't just called Ronin. This is Frank Miller's Ronin. Yeah. So it's like, this is my take on this. I, 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 lo- I love some of his work. I think Born Again, I think Daredevil Born Again is a masterpiece. I love Daredevil Man Without Fear as well. I think that's another one. We entire- redefined thing in it. It's a bit like, um, Batman Year One and stuff. He redefined mm. the characters. Yeah, made it, made it, made the character kind of what it is today. You know, and how many influences have been in films and with Daredevil and his Batman stuff has been copied. And so he's he's not he's not shit at what he does. No. I just I just think as he's got older, I I don't think he cares anymore. He's just doing it, kind of doing it for the money, sort of thing. Yeah, it's, it's like comic by numbers. But even but even with this one, like with 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 Ronan, it's 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 very similar. I you know if I didn't know it came out in what eighty was it eighty six eighty two or something? Yeah, yeah. Um, I would have it, thought it was the way it's written. It could have been yesterday. It's again like like we've said. I I don't think this will ever be like. I've, there's a, quite a lot on Frank Miller I've not read. Like, um, is it uh, Martha Washington? Martha Goes to Washington or whatever that one's called or Hard Boiled and there's a few others kind of more original stuff I've not read. It ten- tends to be the stuff I read tends to be, you know, Daredevil or Batman specifically um, and Sin City. Like I've read all the Sin City books years ago. So got them somewhere. And again, I, I love them for for what they are. And I think I think Sin City is probably his kind of, is where he sits most comfortably for me. Like it's like, it's pure just noir sensibilities it's pure utter violence it's you know sexuality all all on the page he loves all that shit um and i think it's done i like the black and white style as well i think i think that that'll probably and you know the film was amazing as well i think which was which only helped uh the spirit the spirit however was was shockingly awful as a as a film um that was directed red by tie. He's got a red tie, and that's about it. It's got yeah. no, there's well, nothing else. <laughs> you, you can see, I think, with running the building blocks of a lot of these books. Hmm. You've got the the panel, the way he does the panels in the in the fourth book, hmm. um, very small talking heads type stuff. You've got the black and white fight scenes, um, where it's just splash of color here and a splash of color there. Um, so you can see you can see what he's trying to do. I just don't think he does it well. It's like he rushed it. I think I think this is. Basically, was his kind of this was this was basically an experiment. I think yes, oh yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. I think this is an experiment for Frank. I think we're gonna. I think he went because at the time, like you said, he w- was not keen on working for the big man. You know, creating characters like Electra, who became massively popular, but then he didn't have 
any kind of rights to that character, didn't get any money for it, particularly apart from the regular kind of work for pay scale. You know, I, I can see that within the story. And I think he went, right, DC, if you let me do what I want, you can have, you know, just, just leave me to it. I've got this idea. I want to do this. I want to combine this influence here and this and this and then and they probably went it's fine go for it whatever you want and then we'll we'll talk about some other work maybe down the line see how popular this is it can it kind of what surprised me doing a bit of research on the book as well is the fact that it's never really had a long guiasis from from print Hmm. it's it's like it's it's almost always been in print in one way or the other Like, like dc have just relaunched as part of the black label um, deluxe edition and stuff and the, the, there's the um, gallery edition from IDW and so there's, absolute edition yeah so the, there's lots of kind of people into it and you know obviously people go out and buy these or they wouldn't or they wouldn't keep publishing it mm. um, and I think a lot of that's Frank his name I think that and I think people who watch Samurai Jack want to go back and look at the influences yeah. um, even the turtles you know I can see bits of the um, oh, yeah. early oh, turtles on it yeah, well, Frank Miller's work was very like, especially like the Hand and Daredevil and yeah. and you know that that this is kind of very much part of that Japanese influence that Frank brought to eighties comics. You know, um, yeah, absolutely, you can see some turtles in here. Yeah, no, no doubt. It's just it just loses his way with it. I just don't, I just don't get the last the last, the first two books for me are, are good. Um, not not brilliant. But no. good, and there's flashes of brilliance, mainly the, the the stuff in Japan, and the last two books for me just go on far too. It could have been done in two books. This this yeah. this thing, because you know there's five or six pages which is talking heads about nothing, about how he's going to clean up the green mess. Yeah, there's. I think I think you're right. I think the first two the first two issues are good. Like you said, they're good. They're not great, but you've got a semblance of an idea. He's what he's introducing, kind of stuff, and then it's almost like it's almost like he's had two week holiday, forgotten about it, come back to it, and, and gone. Oh, what was I doing again? It's, it's, it's like when you have six weeks off at school, you go back. I can't write. I can't write. I can't do that anymore. I can't write. I can't use my pencil anymore. Look, it's falling out of my hands. <laughs> Similar sort of thing. Um, yeah, it's, it's just it's, it is weird. It's almost like two separate books. And I think he should have done one or the other. He actually should have stuck with the Japan stuff and really built the running stuff. Because I think it, it suits it more. I think that kind of like, you know, black and white splash of color, the in going through, you know, Japan, learning his trade, doing this and the other, or do a complete cyberpunk stuff. Yeah. Because I mean, the first two books is basically the Ronin comes into the future. We've had the Ronin set up, Ronin comes into the future. He is struggling to kind of, you know, get get himself together. Doesn't really know what's going on. Eventually, he, he keeps going, uh, Tashi, 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 uh, and and people are like, "What are you talking about?" It gets absolutely pummeled by this S and M gang with swastikas on their breasts. Um, and Superman and Superman, and and this like hippie is like, "Oh, you're gonna be, I'm gonna be your best mate. You're, I'm gonna be your manager and stuff." And they basically kind of. You know, he eventually finds Tashi, which is just a samurai store, just a katana, and he's like, "Right, now I know what to do." And all of a sudden, he's like, "Chop, chop, 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 chop!" Limbs are all coming off. I'm the best, and his manager's like, "Yeah, kick some ass." Uh, and then he gets hired, very Yojimbo. He gets hired to to by both gangs, by two gangs, a kind of uh, a black gang and a white gang, um, 
and he's like, you've got to kill the leader. I hire you to kill the leader. And then the other guy goes over and like, I, I hire you to kill that leader. Um, and then he just kind of beheads them, both of them at the same time, like one blow. Um, and then there's also this weird scene in the middle of all that, which, you know, it's interesting that there's robots come out and kind of fight him and stuff. And like, that stuff's cool. And he's kind of picturing it or imagining it as like the the rodent that we saw early and the yeah. early stories or they're, they're in kind of samurai slowly, like the world is kind of changing around him to represent that feudal feudal Japan, which which I like. But there was this scene in the middle where it's it's almost like the two two members of the white and the black gang, one member each, have been captured and they're slowly like sinking into like the sewer or like like a, something they're like slowly drowning and they're just chatting to each other and I'm like yeah. again not adding to the plot not adding to the story I just didn't see the point of just a, a lot of the conversations were just like, uh, I don't I don't think why is this here two and a half pages of a sex scene either in it yeah and 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 that I find a little problematic as well. So I'm going to. There's a, a twist or a reveal. I'm going to spoil now. So if you've not if you've not read the book, if you want to read it, not, not after what we've talked about, probably not after we've discussed it. But there may, you never there know. may be a way for one of your um, listeners to 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 read it as well, which we'll discuss That's later. Correct. That's you correct. carry on. Don't worry. Don't you worry, Dennis. I remembered. I remembered. <laughs> yeah, there's there's stuff to like in it. I'm not. It's not awful. Like it's not the worst book I've ever, worst comic I've ever read. You know, like I've said. I'd much re- rather reread this than reread Wanted. Dark, yeah, or Dark Knight Strikes Again, yeah, or some of the other Miller stuff that I've read. Um, I've not even touched All All Star Superman, and this sex scene kind of kind of links into that. Um, <laughs> All Star Superman, don't get me started. So it is revealed. So we were talking about Billy earlier, the the quadriplegic quadriplegic. Is that how you say it? Quadri- like I, no arms, no legs. Yeah, no arms, no legs. Born without, born without no arms and legs. I think that's uh, the best way to describe him. And he has telekinetic, psychic abilities. So we learn, again, this is all up to interpretation. It's not necessarily true. It could be the magic. It could be something else. This could be a dream. You know, there's a lot of this stuff is very ambiguous. You know, even the ending is extremely ambiguous. But the Virgo, the t- computer that has been growing and slowly encompassing the city throughout this story, reveals to Casey, who is the head of security, who has been after the Ronin, trying to capture the Ronin throughout the entire story. Loads of her men get killed, loads of her friends get killed. It is revealed that Billy is actually behind all of this. Um, Basically, his power is almost like a reality-altering power, Um, kind of like a, a Franklin Richards from the Fantastic Fork and alter reality to fit their whim sort of thing. Um, So Billy, uh, Virgo has kind of manipulated Billy into doing this and giving Virgo life effectively or more life than she had um, as a computer program, now a living kind of entity. And Billy turned himself into, into the Ronin, created a robot of a GAT, so it's effectively it's all Billy's fault, the whole the whole situation, and Virgo's fault for manipulating him, um, because Billy is is not. I don't think he's he's mentally disabled. I think he's just very, you know, he's very lonely. He's he's not had a great life. He was very, you know, he's, he needed his mother, uh, and his his mother kind of I think she died or something or went away or killed herself, um, and Virgo basically becomes the new mother and she's able to manipulate him in that way. 
um, and kind of gasses him, puts him to sleep and stuff. Um, so we, yeah, so eventually we learned that the Ronin is Billy. Billy is the Ronin. So the the problematic thing I have, um, Casey I actually quite like as a character. I think she's the best character in it. She's the most well-rounded character. Yeah, she has- she's the only one that got any depth about. Yeah, absolutely. And you spend the most, probably spend the most time with her as well. Yeah. And you learn she's got a failing marriage with the guy who invented Virgo, who created Virgo. Um, And she basically, the Ronin confronts her. No, that's it. She falls down into the sewer. She gets, um, she gets attacked by all the, the sewer dwellers down there. And Ronin comes to save her, kills all the, the sewer dwellers around. uh, And then, all of a sudden she's like, well, you killed all my men and you did this, but I'm weirdly drawn to you right now. And then they start having sex. So so the, the weird thing is that at this point, they're still saying it's the magic. It's the magic doing this. But um, early on, it's established that Billy has a crush on Casey and that, you know, he'd like to be with Casey, you know, romantically. And then he's now using that power to... Almost, almost like manipulating her mentally to have sex is what I'm saying. So, so he basically mind fucks her as well as yeah, physically yeah. does it. So, yeah, it's, so it's, it's 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 a sexual it's, it's a sexual yeah, basically yeah. he basically rapes her. And that that's what I found troubling about that twist because yeah. even though she's like you know it's established she's a strong woman and again one of the best bits in the book for me is is right at the end again major spoilers for the book but she convinces the Ronin. Uh, to kill himself because she she realizes she's not going to live this fantasy. She's this is not real. This is all bullshit. This has all been manufactured. The love wasn't real. The sex wasn't real. None of this. No one's in control. Everyone's just playing this game. And she goes, "No, I'm not going to do that." Um, and she goes to like slice a gat with her sword, but she actually pulls. She knows it's a, an illusion and pulls out a gun and shoots him in the head, kills him, reveals he's a robot, and is like, right. I've ended your purpose here. Your purpose was to kill him. You no longer have a purpose now. So the only thing you can do is is kill yourself, and which, which in fact kills Billy, and then destroys Virgo by the byproduct of that because Virgo is being channeled by Billy's power. But then at the end, it's revealed that there's a massive splash page. Apparently, it was a like a four page spread initially when it was first released, and. And then it's revealed right at the end that the Ronin is just there. It fully formed Ronin. But is Ronin Billy? Is Ronin the Ronin? Is that just a body, like a lifeless husk? You know, that is the last page of this book. And it doesn't tell us anything. It kind of, it's almost it's almost a little bit of a slap in the face after everything. I, I was just like, I, I, I was like, I needed a proper resolution. It's kind of like, whatever you think, whatever you want it to be, it's... it's <laughs> I, I also think that none of that is needed for the It becomes less about the samurai and less about the running than Billy and, and Virgo and, 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 you know, the, the tech, the tech and stuff. Hmm. It becomes like you pick up this book thinking it's going to be about a, a vengeful samurai warrior doing, you know, avenging his, his, his sensei's kind of death. And it just turns into something completely different. I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't understand why we needed all that four books, what, 200 and what, 70 pages to get to that. Yeah, I'm not quite sure why we needed that. And I don't know why we need so many talking heads talking about absolutely. I don't know why we need so much nudity. 
random yeah there is a lot of that as well she, casey's naked in quite a bit of it as well isn't she she is yeah especially during the the kind of sex scenes but and, I don't... Again, and again that's that's problematic as well because you know what she not not only is she having sex with the ronin next to all these beheaded disgusting sewer people which you know are covered in warts and stuff but you know in a sewer she's having sex in a sewer with all these slain enemies you know writhing around you know i've i've had girlfriends who won't you know won't even have sex outside let alone she'll be riddled in a sewer let alone a sewer next to all these dead bodies like it's 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 no what it would no way happen in real life is that is that is that your penis no it's a turd (laughs) (laughs) are you just glad to see me no yeah i don't know I'm, I'm, it's sounding like that I'm shitting on it. I did enjoy it. It's not like I didn't enjoy it. it I just feel unfulfilled. I feel like at the end of it, it's like, because yeah. I phoned you straight after I finished it. And mm. It was kind of like, I think you saw my face. It was kind of like, that was a bit of a slog for the last, the last book was yeah. a bit of a slog to get through. Mm. Um, I, agree. I agree. I totally, totally agree. It's, Again, those first two issues are kind of good. There's a lot of action. There's a lot of kind of as you know, as much as he gets beaten up, you know, <laughs> he's not it, very good, is he? To start not off. really. He's not really unless, unless he's got a sword. He's shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just punch but, him in the face. He's down. But like, but like you said, like if Billy's creating this character and he's building this character, and and he he remembers this character being the best of the best because apparently Virgo is feeding him like making him watch this TV show or yeah. feeding him dreams to to make him. You know, create and that's established quite early on when he when when Vogue puts him to sleep to, to mm-hmm. kind of carry on dreaming about it and stuff. So yeah. again, that's it's good, but then it then it then it doesn't become very good, and they just sit around talking about arm deals and yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of talk again. It's a lot of this corporation stuff again. It's not very interesting. Like a gap takes on the persona of. I, again, you would think it would be more interesting because a gap takes on the persona of the leader of the company Aquarius, and you think, oh, what kind of like dirty things is he going to do? What kind of evil things is he going to do? No, he spends all the fucking time securing an arms deal with the Japanese. That is it. That is all he does yep. in the, in that that position of power. That's he could do anything with the city. He could do, you know, could destroy it. He could, you know, marshal you know, all these gangs together to fight the Ronin or something like, or create more kind of robots or a giant robot out of Virgo or something like literally anything would be more interesting than what he actually does. And he's just like, yeah, let's just talk to the Japanese again and get that arms deal through. And this, there's Leonid who's like the second in command who, you know, who's basically just kind of, kind of a manager type supervisor type role. And he just all of a sudden, once they do the, they basically make the arms deal because there's a lot of there's a lot of talk about weaponizing Virgo because they said oh it's dangerous and the creator of Virgo who's Casey's husband says it's like this is going to be so dangerous we can't have this done it's like you created it but we own it so fuck you and then after the woods like Leonid's like oh yeah we shouldn't have done that this is really bad oh we're all gonna die and I was like I right okay you just decided this all of a sudden. And this, this, and this is the main problem with it. It starts lots of ideas. So you've got a morality story there. You've got this story there. You got, but it never comes to fruition. It's like morality story. Did it? It's bad. Yeah, tough. Move on. And it, you want it to have something kind of to, to kind of latch onto with it, but it, it just doesn't come to fruition in in any of the kind of little strings that it, which which he's trying to pull as he's telling the story. I I don't know. Yeah, I don't get it. 
it was I, I will say it was it was hard work. It wasn't like it wasn't like, oh, I was enjoy- I'm enjoying this. It was kind of like the first two issues were, and then I had a break and then I came back to it and I was like, I don't remember these these second two issues being as hard as the first. Yeah. I read um, the first two issues yesterday hmm. and the second two today. And I, it took me double the amount of time to read the second two. I kept having to put it down and walk away and do something else and come back. I, I don't I don't blame you. Again, this the stuff in here that people like, and again, I think a lot of this is up to your interpretation whether you you like. I I can't honestly say I'm 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 proper. You know, it's not something I will. It's it's something I won't read again. I can guarantee it. No, I won't read not, it again. I will not reread this. And um, I, I I remember many many moons ago me reading it, but it, it goes to show the fact I remember nothing about it at all. It was like I was reading it for the first time. So nothing in that book stayed with me at all. I, I, I will, I will almost instantly forget this. I think, um, apart from some of the images, some of the splash pages, mm-hmm. like there's a great, gorgeous one of him kind of riding a horse and pulling a yeah. bow and arrow, which is amazing. Um, there's a great one of him slashing. It's in like a light blue. Um, the covers are great as well. Yeah. Again, it's it's good. Like, I, the, I, the art is I all like, right. I like the kind of like because he's cybernetic a little bit. Like his arm gets pulled off so he can control his arm separately and it joins back together again and i, I kind of i wish there'd more of that sort of stuff in it as well but he, do, he does that twice and that's it yeah and you're thinking that could that could have been something and again he's quite shit because he's constantly losing his arm all of his limbs all of his all limbs. of them all of them all the time i don't know and like the, the struggling marriage thing with with casey I, I guess that's kind of a little bit of an impetus for her to get with the ronin but i don't think it's enough and it's like her husband kind of figures everything out, figures that it, because they have this really long winded thing of him trying to work it out as well. I think it's called Peter. I want to say uh, Peter McKenna, I think. Um, and yeah, there's this really long thing. And he's like, cause they, they basically imprison him because he tries to kind of escape and, and revolt and stuff. And they go, no, no, we've got to lock you up. And, you know, and he kind of has this conversation with this person and a couple of others who, again, are very kind of just tertiary characters, just there, um, you know, purely to get him out or to save him or to do something. And they they just kind of listen to him. He could like, right, well, if I was Ronin, what would this happen? If I was Billy, and why, why is this connected? And how is this? And eventually, and again, it's very long-winded. And it's kind of like, you you could have had him just turn up at the end and go in, I figured it out, it's this. Also, I kind of wish the reveal had happened a bit. I think the reveal is weak anyway. Yes. I think I think it's it's poorly handled as a reveal. I wish there was a scene. Um, I, I wish the reveal had happened like this. I wish that the Ronin had found out directly and that he has all this sense of purpose, all this drive to destroy the demon again and to, to avenge his master and to join his master. But what happens where he's in a new world and he has lost his purpose? He does not, he is not even real. Mm. Like he is not even, a, a, he's not a spirit, he's not reincarnated. He's just someone's idea of what that thing was, what that, what a samurai should be. I wish they'd they'd gone with that because that kind of lines up with the idea of a Ronin, the the idea that they are masterless and and in some ways purposeless, and they are just kind of roaming the earth and, like you said, kind of just walking the earth. You know, what do you do then when you 
you know, you question everything. You question your existence. Are you even real? What what do I do now? If if that's not even the real demon, what's the point? You know, there's a lot of kind of really interesting kind of existential questions you could have asked with that. And and about him finding purpose within this new world and and what's the right thing to do and how do I save the world from from something I kind of created like I'm the only like it's it's almost like Franken Doctor Frankenstein is the monster like it, it like it's the kind of like it's almost like they're smashed together the monster and Frankenstein obviously Doctor Frankenstein is technically a monster as well but yeah. you know what I mean it's like the the two characters of just kind of like the creator and the created are the same thing and like where does that end and and like that like that for me i don't know about you but that sounds so much more interesting than what we got but that would involve him thinking because <laughs> let's be honest and we have touched on it the writing is appalling yeah, in place of this book it's it's dialogues poor the kind of the way it jumps around is is poor there's no continuity that you, you turn over a page and you, it's completely different to what you just just there's no flow to it um it's almost like he, he peaked after the first 10 pages um and then didn't know what to do after that um it's like you know but it's also you know talking about poor writing cases starts off as a very very strong character ordering people about then a little bit of damsel in distress which is which i don't she's and then really strong again yeah, she, sh- she should be the strong character all the way through it. She's the main thread to the whole book. Yeah, I, I I believe she should have been, you know, introduce the idea of the Ronin and then maybe have him pop up in the middle throughout the story and then cause issue for Casey, the main character. Again, she's my favorite character because she's the one you follow. She's your she's your anchor in this kind of storm of Japanese culture and French comic book art and stuff like that. And yeah, I, I just there's there is a bit of misogyny to this book as well. Mm. Like we said, yeah, yeah. like the the depiction of the the Japanese woman at the start with the dancing and the you know it turns out to be the demon. The the sexualized woman turns out to be a demon. Oh, really? That's that's and the way we went. And sometimes keep the story simple. This would have been a better story if they did it like Game Game of Death or something like different layers until mm. he reached the demon and avenged. Is is mentor some some dead simple like that and that, you know you could have had the same sort of splash pages the kind of um, Japan stuff and all the blades flying around the, the color instead it's just this mismatch of ideas it's like he's it's like he's pissed through most of it probably was I mean I mean he was probably riding high on his own you know coattails you know he's, he's the He's, he was like 23, I think, or something like that. Yeah. He was, he was a young, he was a young man, so he's probably pretty, pretty full of himself, I imagine. Yeah, fighting against the, the man and, and the, man. the man without a cause type stuff. And like I said, I, I, I keep repeating myself, but it's not, I don't hate it. I've read no. far worse books. Absolutely. Um, and I've read far worse books more than once. I think I fr- don't think I'll ever go back to this. No, I think the frustrating thing, like I I I when I when I kind of review stuff, when I talk about stuff on the podcast, I either want to really hate it or I want to really love it. And the problem with this, the frustrating thing with this is it's so middle of the road. It just falls right down the middle. Yeah. It's not it's not a Daredevil Reborn. It's not a Dark Knight Returns. It's not a Sin City. But it's not even Holy Terror. No. It's not, it just kind of falls. It's probably 300. Oh, I, well, to be fair, I think 300. I, I think 
like this has shown me that Frank Miller needs someone to rein him in. Yes. Like somebody needs to, you know, like, like a Dan He's a good editor, doesn't he? Like a Dan Aykroyd, like, you know, you need mm. someone just to rein that. That's great creative energy, great ideas. You know, you're a good idea, man, but you need to just kind of go, okay, maybe a little, you know, yeah. that's, a bit, that's a bit much. Maybe needs a, maybe needs needs a nice, strong editor. You know, maybe you're turning Batman into too much of a fascist. Maybe we should pull that back, you know. You know, there's 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 something here, and I think 300 is fine because the basis of 300 is fact, is history. Yeah. So I think that allowed him to to go a little bit mad, a little bit crazy with the, you know, and arguably a little bit racist with a depiction of some of the the Islamic characters and the Muslim characters, the Persian characters. He doesn't like Muslims, does he? No, it just comes. I get comes that across. impression because it's. I know we're going slightly off. I'm sorry for stopping you in the middle. No. Yeah, and and making Casey kind of kind of black, hmm. and then I don't know. It's almost, like, it almost the enemy as well, isn't it? Isn't it? It's, I yeah. don't. But he doesn't like. He doesn't seem to like Muslim characters. He puts them in just to, you know, make them look demon-like yeah. or baddie. Or, like Holy Terror is terrible. Hmm. It's so bad. I, I don't. People, think, I don't think I'll ever read it. I genuinely don't think I'll ever read it. Pe- pe- people kind of forget about these these little things. Because they all go on, like I said about you know past glories. Um, I like three hundred. I've got I've got yes. three hundred in collector's edition. I've got I, I like it. Um, I, I mean, I, I like the lenticular style of the book. Yeah, you know, I love yeah. I love that. Doesn't doesn't fit on any fucking shelf in the world. Nope. Absolutely um, not. It's just far too long. It's far too long. This massive. But I like the widescreen aspect of, yep. of the book. I like the cinema the cinematography of the book. Made, made making the movie easy. Absolutely, yeah, and I th- I I love the movie as well. Like I think the movie the story the storyboards are there for you. That easy, exactly. And and I think that was that was what reined Miller in on that particular book. You know, you know, I think for me, I think that's probably his last good book um, that I've that I've read. I would agree. Uh, again, I've missed out quite a few of his other more independent stuff. Um, I didn't I read. The- I wouldn't say I missed out. Okay, okay. Saved, saved from. You say yeah. I've, I saved myself the agony. Well, that well, that's a good thing. But yeah, I yeah, it's I, I would I would I would tell people to maybe buy this if it was on sale. I probably wouldn't say buy the full price hardcover edition, blah 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 version of that because I I don't think I think someone wouldn't be annoyed if they paid top dollar for this. Yeah. Um, you know, 20, 40, 50 quid or however, well, however the, much it's going collected, for. The, the um, gallery edition is £89. Nah, not worth it. Not worth it. I, I, so, pick, I picked this up digitally for a fiver. It's probably worth that. It's probably worth that. I wouldn't. I would not want to pay more than that, I don't think. Um, again, give it a try. See if you like it. I, I mean... Again, like a lot of this is up to your interpretation. That's kind of and the, there is a lot beauty. of love for it. If you, yeah. if you if you if you read anything online about it, there's lots of people who really really like it, mm. um, and lots of people. One of the best reviews I read was very similar to my Reddit. Reddit when it first came out, and Reddit now, he loved it when it first came out. Thought it was shit. Now I I, I read a similar review. Um, I watched a similar YouTube video where he was like, when he was like young, he was like, this is one of Frank Miller's best. And he was yeah. like, oh my God, I was so wrong. So yeah, it's, again, it's, it's very ambiguous. If you like the ambiguity of it, um, go for it. If you're, if you want, if you've just finished The Daredevil Run, if you've finished Born Again, you've finished 
Man Without Fear, all that good Frank Miller Daredevil stuff. If you want that transitionary period, that experimental period, this is it. This is him experimenting, which is, you know, artists need to do that and they need a they need a place to do that. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but as a just reading it as a comic on its own, it doesn't hold up as a as a story. Um, I, I think I'd almost prefer it to be without dialogue because, like we said, the dialogue is poor. I, I think you could have just told this story maybe with, with even more minimal dialogue. You know, like you said, cut all the pages out with all the bullshit and all the yeah. not even all the routinely pointless dialogue, the expository dialogue, just be like, right, this. And I, in some ways, I kind of wish they got onto that reveal sooner as well. Like, I just, I just. This is a letdown, isn't it? It, Because it's like the climax of the book. It's like, huh? Really? It kind of sticks the two fingers up at you a little bit as well, because it's kind of like you're invested in the samurai. He gets beaten. He gets, you know, broken down. Then he comes back. He's triumphant. He's got the sword. He's killing everybody. And then you're like, oh, um, by the way, not real. None of that is real. It's, it's a little. Sometimes a twist can really fuck. A, a book, a TV show, a story, just go, it's, I, it's all, it's all a dream or it didn't matter. Yeah. And you know, Sarah hates that Yeah, more than anything. It's about when you invest in something and at the end of it, it's, oh, it's a dream or it's not real or, or whatever. Cause I think, I think it's, it's, it's conning you. It's, it's robbing, it's robbing you of the, of, of the story. It's, it's almost, it's like magicians, you know, my villain are magicians. I think they're all scoundrels because they're cheating. Um, <laughs> similar sort of thing. You know, I think if if you want to do the Dallas and actually it was all a dream, hmm. I think it's just cheating. I think it's yeah. cheating the audience. It's treating the audience very poorly and not having any respect for the audience. I think there's a way to do twists and turns, um, but I think that's, that's a major one. And I feel like if you do that, you've got to earn it. You've got to earn that twist and you've got to like, you've got to telegraph that twist as well. You know, it's like, like the main thing about like the Matrix is like almost like, was it 30 minutes in that you kind of know what the setup, you yeah. know, you know that that world is fake now and, you know, and you've earned that. And, and again, you can, they can travel in between and go do all sorts of stuff. Um, I, I don't mind the whole simulation within a simulation, within a simulation, uh, Rick and Morty type thing. I don't, I don't mind that, but you've got to, you've got to be careful with it because you can just go, yeah. you can just, you can throw the baby out of the bathwater. You might think, "Oh, yeah, it's not real." It's, oh, yeah, this this world or this story or your past isn't quite what you thought it was. Ooh, but with this, it was just like, right, the whole the whole quest, this whole quest you're invested in—the magic sword, the demon, the samurai, all this—and like, now nah, this this disabled kid who imagined it, yeah, and made it happen with his with his special powers. Yeah. I I always I always think that horror does twist better. You know, I think because it's 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 almost by numbers with horror. They don't try to be too clever. Um, sci-fi for me, when they do this, which I, th- I I believe this book is a sci-fi book. I think yeah. that's what I'll stick on. Um, I I don't I don't I I, ne- I never feel kind of like oh this you know what this this needs it needs a twist like this yeah it it, it didn't need that it's almost saying this this book isn't good enough twist yeah not interesting enough quick twist. And I think I think there's something on the Wikipedia page as well where he's like, oh yeah, I remember I did this whole sequence and then I realized there's not, not much action has been happening. So I have to go back and, and write a whole new sequence or change that sequence, move it here and stuff. And I, I'm like, 
you've clearly done that, I'm sure, but it's still not amazing. I think the action sequences are well choreographed. Yeah, I agree. I think I think they look good. You know, the the artwork's like good. The, the thin panels as well. Yeah, I like. Yeah, I like the placing of the the panel placement yeah. is good. Um, you know, the I, I like. I do like Lynn Varley's inks. I know, I know the colours aren't to your liking, but no. again, I didn't mind the colours. I think. I like Lynn Varley's work. I think there's only really two people I liked in King Frank Miller's work, which is Klaus Klaus Janssen and and Lynn Varley. And those are the I think the two people who works with most anyway. Um and yeah, it's there's there's stuff to like. It's just I'm 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 annoyed I didn't like it more. I wanted to like it more. Like it, like yeah. you said, there's all these great reviews. People always talk about it. It's always brought up. You know, there's you know, there's this respect and reverence for this tale. And it just kind of let me down on the story. Story-wise, it's just not there. It's it's half-baked. It's trying to say these things, but he's not really saying anything. It's kind of like, I mean, again, if you wanted to kind of turn your brain off and just read a book, like you don't have to find all these kind of little things that we found in it or address these issues and things. If you want to just read a samurai being in the future and stuff, yeah, sure, this is this is for you. You see, I disagree. I don't think it even ticks that box. No? No, because I think you need to be, because a story jumps that much, you need to be switched on to know where it comes from. Yeah, true. Um, and I think other books, I think other people have done this far better. Hmm. And not even with Samurai stuff, you know, Samurai Jack, far better. I kind of, and now I kind of wish, I've, I bought the entire series of Samurai Jack on iTunes uh, and I still have not watched it. So if if anything, this has made me go. Actually, I'm going to watch that instead. I'm going to I'm going to give that a go um, because again that that's again it just keeps. I think it's purely that first issue is the samurai goes into the future. It doesn't. It's it's nothing. There's nothing else that needs to be said or done. It's just like that's it. Samurai in the future needs to fight the demon. Demon's alive in the future. Got to kill him. That that's it. Yeah. I'd have preferred it if, you know, the samurai was in the future. You know, he kind of got resurrected or, I don't know, found him in a block of ice or, or yeah. something, something or, a bit more kind of. Or if they steered into the cyber, the, you know, the cyborg samurai thing, like, you know, he made like a giant suit of armor out or yeah. like he turned his, yeah. his arms into like, you know, samurai swords or different weapons. Like, or, be like silver samurai. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Or, you know, yeah, it could channel energy through it. Yeah, or, yeah. I you know, think that, that would work. Created a laser sword, you know, anything. Instead of just becoming, you know, is the magic making him more and more of a samurai, you know. I, I, I like I like the design of those robots. I think they look yeah, cool. But you, you kind of want more of a mash of the old and the new, don't you? Which you don't get in this. You kind of want the kind of feudal Japan and all that kind of stuff with the, with the cyberpunk, and it doesn't really happen. And they don't. They also don't really establish New York very well. Poor. Yeah, like could be anywhere. Could be Milnro. Like apart from a couple of water towers that I see that I've seen on like the opening like spread page, um, it could could have been anywhere. It's just black and dark. Yeah. And dusty. But they also never really say how it got to that point. Like how did it get to that point? And did, how is did, how is one this sentence in there or something about yeah. it very early on? Just a sentence. It's like oh, economic collapse and all. Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm like, you, you need a bit more than just economic collapse because everybody's like a fucking piece of shit. Everyone's a gang member or a, you know a, a monster underground sewer. It goes back to his to his corporation thing, you know, yeah. economy and all that kind of stuff. 
you know, th- when this was written, you know, Reagan was in charge. It was, you know, there was lots of poverty. There were, you know, it was the age of kind of the yuppie and that sort of stuff and Wall True. Street. So I think, I think, I think it's inventing a, a little bit about these things he didn't like instead of concentrating on the story. I, I go back. I, I think he's just been big boss guy, you know, different, different, different um, layers go up there. You could have even done that in the future as well. Different yep. type stuff, you know. Yeah. I just, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the same, Dennis. I'm, uh, I'm, a, I'm a little disappointed, but a bit blur, isn't it? You, you feel yeah. a bit. Uh. I'm just like, yeah. I just kind of wish, kind of wish there was just a bit more to it. Um, again, the ideas are there, the 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 influences are there, the art is there. It's just that the just the story is just, you know. And I think I think there's there's probably a lot of people out there, like you said. There's a lot of people that love it. There's a lot of people that, you know, maybe don't love it as much. But it seems to all, like you said, it's never been out of print and i there's a lot better books have been out of print yeah for longer than lots of people said you know this influenced this you know ronan influenced this frank miller and you're thinking really how how did that influence this i don't i don't get it but on his wikipedia says all these influences all these Mm. movies and books and stuff which has been influenced by 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 ronan Again, I think it's more the visual style. I don't think it's the story. I, I think it's the, the story. It can't be the story because it's yeah, exactly. It's just. I think he did it on uh with green wax crayon. <laughs> like he was looking at. Ah, I think it was the old one with lead in. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna gonna write big monster. Brilliant. Some big of the names man. as well. They've got like you know Aquarius. They've got this and Billy. Billy, and the, uh, and the Ronin is just known as Ronin. They yeah, don't just call him Doug. Just call him or Barry. 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 Barry the Ronin. <laughs> There's not enough Barrys in the world. We need more no. Barrys. Especially, especially not from Japan as well. So. Yeah, can you imagine D- Duncan? Duncan the Ronin Samurai. Yeah. <laughs> I would. Uh, yeah. Writer Dennis, I'd read. You know that. what? I would read that. I'd read Duncan the Samurai. Duncan the Samurai. Yeah. Why not? Um, is he also Duncan from Blue? It, uh, no, no, he's he's no, he's just it's just Duncan. It's just a, a guy called Duncan. Yeah, I'm right yeah. called Duncan. We need to be bringing back these names. You know, they're gonna they're gonna disappear. There's gonna be no Duncans or Ians. Or well, this, this last year, apparently, the name uh, Karen has has not been used for. I many, wonder why. Many children. I wonder uh, why. I also saw a trailer today um, from from uh, BET Entertainment. Um, they're doing a film called Karen, which is about an entitled racist Karen who uh, this black couple moving next door over the road from her, and she starts going absolutely mental about it. Uh, is it on YouTube? Uh, it is. Yeah, I'll, I'll send uh, you the link. I'll send yeah, you I'll give link. it. A, give it. A watch it's, it's, lit- it's literally called Karen as well. That's Excellent. the title of it. Problem is, if you type Karen in and YouTube, it's just. I enjoy watching Karen videos. Your comp- your Karen compilations. I, I just think they're just so mental. I don't know what's going to happen when people don't have to wear masks anymore. What are well, they going to kick off about? Well, they'll find something. They'll find something. They won't be happy in their lives and they'll take it out on somebody else as per usual. Yeah, and, just, they just need hobbies, it, don't they? And take it to an extreme level, you know, um, where it's just like, why? In fact, this book needs a Karen. Yeah, probably did. Well, I know was it Jeanette Jeanette Khan who does writes the introduction. Yeah. Um she was, you know, it was, it was basically kind of 
she was like, what do you want to do, Frank? And he's like, I want to do this. And he's like, she's like, yeah, go for it. Do that. That sounds cool. All the influences and stuff. And um, she talked about Casey being, if you read the introduction, talks about Casey being like the strong, cool character. Um, but she talk, talks again, she's talking more about the influence and what Frank was yeah. say, saying. Please the, don't make me read the introduction. I'm, I'm not going to make you read it. I'm Please not going to make don't. you read it. Uh, I, even, I, even I did want to reread it. So, um, <laughs> But it's 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 there for people to read, so it's 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 a it's a thing. It exists purely uh, for that. But you know, we might we might get some hate. Some Frank Miller Frank Miller fans fans can be uh, quite tenacious. But I'll be honest, I I love a lot of Frank Miller stuff. Yeah, I love a lot too. of his work. And I, this, I, this was not this was not up there. This is but not, not like. But we're not saying it's shit. No, we're not. I, you know, I I I. You could have come on here and basically said it's it's a pile of shit and the podcast will last 10 minutes but there's a lot to like about it and there's a lot you kind of you wish they would have developed more on it and i think that's i think that's the disappointing thing knowing frank miller's work early work anyway there was so it was so different and so kind of you know out there and it was nobody was doing anything like that at the time you kind of wanted that in here and it just doesn't happen I, I hoped this was going to be as kind of revolutionary as those those previous books, like the Daredevil, like the Dark yeah. Knight Returns. Like you know, we talk about those, and again, this just isn't that. Again, it's his. This is him just trying ideas out, trying stuff out, uh, and unfortunately, just doesn't come together. All the, like you said, it just doesn't tie together in a satisfactory way. Uh, and even the ending is just kind of spaffed out. It's just like, eh, this is this. Everything explodes. Four page spread. Look at that. Oh, because I don't know how to end it because I don't know yeah. what I was trying to say. I don't know what the story is. I don't know what the original idea was. I've been off for two weeks. I've forgotten how to do comics. Uh, you know, it's, it's like it's like an Italian horror movie. <laughs> well, how do we end it? But like, 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 we're going to talk about uh, in the next podcast that is yet to be released in Demons. I I love that. I love that there's a lot of ambiguity and stuff because yeah, yeah. at least the action keeps moving, keeps happening. Like, can you imagine? Can you imagine demons if it was just a ton of talking heads talking pointless shit? Yeah. Instead sure. of instead of like a riotous kind of action filled story, which this isn't. There's a lot of like half baked ideas, you know. And again, demons doesn't have that much to say, like politically or you know anything. It's just, just fun. Just I think fun. that I think that's with comics. You know, I think sometimes people forget that comics are supposed to be fun. Yeah, they can say what they want to say, and you know, X Men yeah. is a fun book, but says a lot of political stuff in it. There's lots of undertones in the X Men. There's lots of undertones in in a lot of the kind of books out there, mm. but they're still fun. This isn't fun. No, and it's not trying to say anything. Yeah, but it's also not like. It's not like dark and it's not too dark and depressing, but it's also like the the tone does massively kind of change yeah. as well. It's like trying to be goofy, funny, and then it's trying to be like this really kind of stoic, you know, samurai love story. Then it's also trying to be the sci-fi, you know, mind fuck of of things. Again, just nothing just comes together in a satisfying no. way. The ending is, like I said, the ending is is again spaffed out. It's it's not there for me, but again, well, I think you saw, I think you summed up quite well there, Dan. To be honest, yeah. I I won't read it again, no, um, because frankly, life is too short, um, and there's lots of other shit books out there I want to read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it, it does it does leave you empty. 
belief. Yeah, there's a bit. There's a bit of. Again, it's just. I, again, it's a. It's it's a disappointment. I'm not. Again, I don't hate it. I don't despise it. Yep. But, I, but it's a. It's a. You know, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Is it, yes, yeah. Is, but it's, it's, it's not. It's not. It's like when you watch it. Watch like a, a popcorn movie at the cinema. Hmm. You can really enjoy it. Walk out and completely forget about it, and not really have any kind of. It doesn't even do that. You just forget about it because there's nothing to remember. Again and again, it's not the the hardest kind of concept. Like we've seen, Samurai Jack. You know, it's a huge success, mm. massive franchise. You know, big big deal, and people you know, remember that and, and treasure that. And they actually talk about it more than this. And I can see why. I can mm. totally see why. Because it's just not anywhere near the quality of that show. No. Dan, will you hold me? Always, Dennis. I'll, I'll hold you. And then I'll, I'll plunge my sword into myself and through you. Thank you. That's, you know what? That's how, I, that's how I see myself going. Yeah. A bit, of, a bit of seppuku. Yeah. Yeah, you and me. Impaled on a blade. Sounds nice. Sounds nice. Yeah, sounds well, sounds naughty. Well, I think we've discussed it um, even longer than I I thought we would. I, I did. I thought it'd be yeah. ten minutes. <laughs> um, but um, what a lucky person! Yes, is going to get this very book once it arrives um, on tomorrow. your doorstep. Is it? Is that when it's coming in? Yeah, Next. it's coming tomorrow. Amazing, amazing. So one lucky person. And I've only had I've not I've not kind of retweeted the the competition. So the first time I posted it a couple of weeks ago, I was like, let's get a response. Uh, and I did get a response. Um, so I'm gonna announce that now. So the person who will be getting the is it the uh, sorry, it's the what edition is it? Sorry, Dennis. Deluxe edition. Black De- label deluxe. Black label deluxe edition yeah. of Frank Miller's Ronin. The winner is one of our Patreon. Oh. It's Max Byrne. So I asked him to name if he had a sword, a samurai sword, a katana. I asked him to name what he would call it. And he called it, I quite like this, the aura taker. Oh, like it steals your aura, your very soul. So, uh, so not not a bit not unlike Katana from mm. from Batman and the Outsiders um, or the Suicide Squad. Um, yes, so Max Byrne, congratulations! Uh, I will get that off to you as soon as possible. Maybe we can meet up when you're feeling a bit better. I know you've not been too well recently, um, so I hope you're feeling better, and I hope this makes you feel better as well. Well, congratulations. Congratulations, Max. Um, But before we go, I've got one more thing. We have a couple of listener comments as well. Okay. So this is what they felt about the book that they have read. Um, So our good friend, Paul Meller, who is coming up very soon. uh, We talked about the Demons podcast. Straight after that, we've got the top five Stephen King adaptations with with Dennis, Paul, and I. Uh, That's coming up, and that's an excellent one, one of my favorites. Um, So he says, Paul, so that's at the Meller Geek on Twitter, he says, this is a really great book. Although it was not at all what I expected, I'm not sure if slash how they could develop it into a movie as the setting of the future and technology is mind-boggling. Can't wait to hear what you both think. Thumbs up. Um, so we we weren't that keen, Paul, but I'm glad that you liked it. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Paul's just easily pleased. <laughs> He's just happy to be here. <laughs> 
No, he has he has good valid opinions, and if he likes the book, he does. yeah, he, he, he's found a and way. He to reads enjoy a that. lot as well. He reads yeah. a lot, so I, I mean, mostly you kind of pile him with kind of ply him with books, don't you? I do, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, another one of our Patreon, um, probably more in lines with how we felt about the book. Uh, so I am Jack's Musings. That's at I am Jack's Musings. He said, "I read it once, admit, amidst my Frank Miller phase, I was not a fan." And he's got a little meme there of, uh, uh, I think, Noel Gallagher, Liam Gallagher, actually, uh, saying, not for me, mate. Uh, and we we would have to agree with you, Jack. Yeah, um, yeah, I'd agree. I, I, would, I would agree. It's just, it's not it's not my bag. Um, not mine either. So, uh, so Samurai Month is going out on a bit of a whimper <laughs> as opposed to a climactic end. Um, but I've really enjoyed this month. I've learned a lot about uh, Japanese culture and samurai culture. Um, and uh, I've got a deeper appreciation for, for, for samurai culture, for Japanese culture, for Japanese film. I've really enjoyed it. I hope you guys have got something out of it as well. Um, we've got Yakuza Month coming up very, very shortly. I've just begun work on it. Uh, and then me, me and uh, me and Dennis are going to cover another comic. Hopefully, we'll like this one a bit more uh, than the previous one. So, uh, so I'm hoping that will go uh, swimmingly. Um, but yeah, this has been this has been great. Are you still on the or still off the social media service? Yeah, I don't think I'll be back on anytime soon, my friend. There's no point. You know, people can listen to me here. They don't want to read anything about me. It's, I'm just, I'm boring. Nobody cares. No, no one cares. <laughs> I'm nobody's child. <laughs> you bastard. No, they all care. They all care, Dennis. They all they all care about you. All want the best for you, and all wish you well. Um, all the that's all I ever hear. It's like, when's Dennis back? When's Dennis back? Is he all right? When's he coming back? What's the next thing? What's the next comic? So it's all good. It's all good stuff. Cool. So, cool. You got you got big fans out there, even if you're not on the social medias, and you know. I don't think, to be honest, if it wasn't for the podcast, I'm not sure if I'd even be on there. Yeah, they are const- constantly. Con- constantly going off at me. Bleep, bleep, bleep. The only thing I like about it at the moment is that trailers and comics, that's it. Yeah, fair enough. And that's mostly what I'm on there for as well. Yeah. Um, so you can find me on Facebook at Secret Bores, on Twitter at Dan underscore Bores, Instagram it's spy, at Spider Dan Secret Bores, and don't forget to use the hashtag Prepare for Prattle. And for everything else you need to know about the podcast, swing over to spiderdanandthesecretbores.com on the World Wide Web. And I'd also like to thank my patrons on Patreon. I am Jack's Musings, Paul Meller, Max Byrne, Tony Farina, and Scott Hodgson. Uh, for their continuing donations. It is very much appreciated and helps Prattle World keep on turning. If you ever find yourself in a position to help the podcast, please visit my website to find out more. Uh, and if, you, if you're if you not in a position to help, uh, please leave us a nice iTunes review because that always helps. And keep retweeting, sharing, commenting, doing all that good social media shit. Uh, and yeah, we'll all be good. So I'm going to leave you now, and me and me and Dennis are just going to chat shit. I think for a little while um, until I fall asleep. Yes, I like chatting shit. You do. So it's it's sayonara from me, and it's goodbye from him. <laughs> all right. See you later, guys. Bye-bye. Bye bye.